Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new super special Mad Men recap. My name is Paul. I will be your host coming to you high atop the beautiful Brooklyn studios in enchanting Brooklyn, New York. I'm joined, as always, by my confidant, my hand-holding friend, Dr. John Deal in Columbus, Ohio. How are you, Dr. John? Hello. Oh, I'm my good. Go- oh my goodness! Is that a new? Is that a new like? Uh, is, a, is that a new thing? The sound effect. With the heyo. Yeah, we got hey. some uh, finances in the budget. Oh no, that's not. I know that's not true. I know that that is that is only a lie. John, uh, we are, we we are here to recap the second episode in season five, and I have to tell you, I feel as if maybe uh, this is a dream. Because I'm, 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 I know we talked about it last episode, but it has been so long. It's been so long. Since and what? Since we've been recapping regularly? Since we've just been recapping new episodes. It feels great. It feels, like a new pair of socks. It feels really good, man. It feels really good. Um, and I'll tell you what, John. The people have spoken. We have had so many responses, everybody out there in listener land. We've heard from you. You seem to be enjoying things. Some of you, um, you know, you have some complaints sometimes, and that's understandable. But, uh, but for the most part, I think everybody's having a great time, John. I'd have to agree. Are you having a great time? This is the best time of the day. In, indeed. John, there's just, there's, there, there, there is one small thing I'd like to address. What is that? Well, uh, you know, uh, the, well, actually there's two. So in the last episode, and I, I didn't even realize this, um, um, uh, people really thought that I got mad at you. No. They did. They really thought I was upset. And I've got to tell you, folks, that is just for your entertainment. I can't get mad at this man. Thank you. I, you, I mean, the whole come through the, uh, you know, come through the intertron and punch me in the face. I can see how they would take that. Did I say that? Yeah, I can get the tape. But oh, yeah. no, let's not rewind that, John. Listen, I don't want that guy to come back. This is a new, kindler, gentler, Paul. And, uh, and, 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 and to cap that off, John, I'd like, and we don't usually do this. I don't usually talk about um, the listeners' thoughts and feelings at the top of the show, but I, I've got to get into it on this one. Folks, uh, earlier this week, uh, a listener wrote into the website, so on the comment section, his name, Carl. And he was Carl. He was upset and uh, found it hurtful how much I use the word stupid. And I'm putting that in quotes because in, it, it, for all I know, it hurts people. Stupid in the last episode, John. Okay. Now, I hadn't been told that I did say it a lot. And maybe there was a lot of reason for me to say, to use the word stupid. So, right. John, so, John, I'd like to yeah. put it to you in this episode. If there is anything stupid, we refer to that as kittens. Oh, I like. So you're just coming up with a, a new word. Well, yeah, because uh, you know, if 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 the word stupid is hurtful to people, well, let's do, let's be fair to one person, namely Carl. Then I think we should do our best as people that are open-minded and sensitive, people like myself, to use the word kittens in its place. Because John. Who can be offended by the word kittens? They're cute. It, they're soft. They're fun to pet. You're right about all of that, but isn't the sentiment the same? Oh, yes. The sentiment is exactly the same. Oh. And maybe even more so. But to not offend, we will use the word kittens in place of the S word, which I'm calling it now, 
for the rest of the episode, John. I, I can't wait to see you do this. Personally, I think it's kind of kittens. Moving on, John, this is the second episode of the season. It's called uh, the Tea Leaves. Um, and I got to be honest with you. What do you got? I learned three things. Oh. Believe it or not, I learned Here we three go. things, everyone. Here so we go. Listen, listen up. Pull your head in close. Number one, Betty is fat. Now, I know that one seems obvious, John. But uh, but it was uh, it was something I learned and it, it it was shocking. All right, what 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 do we got? Number two, Harry Crane can eat a total of twenty White Castle sliders in one sitting. John, as a doctor, is that healthy? Well, to be fair, he was baked. Oh, that's true. I did forget the fact that he was he was high. Number three, John. Don, 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 Don. You know what? I can't tell them apart. <laughs> uh, it's you tough. They, it's tough. Yeah, no, it, it's, uh, you know, one is the head of the agency and the other one is a secretary. John, as someone like myself who doesn't see race, I honestly did find it difficult to tell them apart. Of course, there is gender to help us, but uh, it was difficult. Well, maybe that's why they're never on camera at the same time together. Oh, my God, John. I think we think have a Janet Jett and Michael Jackson thing going on here. Should we just jump straight into the episode? Uh, yes. Okay. Let's do so. I mean, the episode, like you know, like you said, the first thing that you learn, Betty putting on some poundage, is uh, they kind of hit you over the head with it instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she looks heavier. She is struggling to get into her dress mm-hmm. she's got uh, four hands working on it and no benefit to be fair john i feel as if maybe the the kids did not have the intense hand strength to get that zipper up well and that was my whole problem with that scene is that if they would have had baby gene in there he could have just used his powers to get it to close <laughs> well he would have just used his mind right clearly but so she uh, she abandons the effort of zipping she now, I can't tell. Did she hit the bed in the same dress? Mm-hmm. All right. So she, she just hops into bed with the dress and her little bumpet in the hair. That is fantastic. It is. It is. It is. It is not a good day. It is not a good time uh, for uh, for uh, Benny Monster. Uh, John, uh, Henry Francis uh, is still a superstar about this. She tells him that, it, 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 listen, I would come, but I'm having lady problems. That's technical. Is that a doc? Okay. I don't want. I don't want to get into that. That's a good idea. Okay. Moving on, we get to uh, Don's apartment where he is. Uh, uh, wait, wait. So before we get into, the, I uh, mean, with the whole Betty heavy thing, I mean, mm-hmm. is this has this been determined? Do we have thoughts on this? As far as did she gain the weight as like a dedicated uh, actress, or did she uh, have some cosmetic work done in the? Art chairs, you know, kind of. Fat I think. Suits. I think, John. I, th- I. I think to be fair, this. This has got to be a fat suit, or at or least was this. Was this pregnancy poundage? You know, I think she was it's pregnant. a mix. At it's some mix. point, it's a mix between pregnancy poundage, right? And uh, and 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 good prosthetics. Now, John, I'm not a doctor, but I think that uh, 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 her her face does seem uh, obesely fat, um, and uh, certainly, I doubt that. Um, January Jones put on much weight during her pregnancy. I don't know. 
I, we didn't hang out. Okay. Your thoughts? No, I, looking at her face, it definitely looks like there is some, um, you know, makeup room stuff. Listen, you know, John, she is a she is a uh, a, a Hollywood starlet. Uh, I think they're very conscious about how much weight they put on. Now, listen, I know what you're thinking. Daisy Duke, Jessica Simpson, has put on more weight than a tugboat can pull. But wow. That, but that's different. That's a whole different story. Yeah, we're not, that's a, yeah, we're not talking about that. What are you doing? I'm just saying, I was, talking, I was comparing Starlet's pregnancies, John. I'm sorry, what? I'm trying to make... I'm Moving on. I like it. Now, I think this was fantastic what they did here. So the very next scene, instantly... Uh, Megan talking to her uh, French Canadian mom, mm-hmm. apparently speaking French Canadian. Um, <laughs> okay, that's what they call it. I don't, a, I don't know. I'm not a. It's a dialect. Okay, sure. And so she's getting ready. They're getting ready to go out to dinner, and you know Don steps behind her and zip. No problem. Oh, this is true. You know, making a, you know making a nice little subtle point about the. Very different they have physically right now. Uh, I don't know why, but Megan makes Don talk to her in, uh, you know, in, in a different language. Yeah. I guess if, uh, you know, I guess if that's how you were set with your in-law, that you wouldn't have to understand her, that's listen, a good thing. Listen, Megan, that was... Blessing Lake, in disguise? That was Lay Kittens, okay? Oh, Lay Kittens. Lay, that was Lay Kittens. That that, that's French Kittens, but we all know what Kittens means. The things she has on is yeah. all, is altogether. Uh, it, it hurts my face to look at. It goes beyond hurting my eyes and straight into my face. I I, I, I don't like it. Uh, it looks like it. It looks like it belongs in or came from a bowling alley. That's where oh, I see I like that, that pattern. I like that, John. Let let me tack one onto that. Yep. It looks like it came from an Aztec bowling alley. I didn't know the Aztecs bold, but okay. I didn't either, John. But at that bowling alley, they sold those dresses. This is true. This is a fact. I looked it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> well, and so we know where they're going. They're going out to dinner with the uh, pleasant people from Pittsburgh, the Heinz folks. <laughs> oh my God! Was that an alliteration? Yes. Well done, John. Well done Thank again. You. Uh, yes, these are the Heinz folks, John. They uh, now they we, we have a bit of an awkward exchange, if 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 you if you don't mind me saying, when um, they're kind of asking how Don and uh, Megan met, and uh, Megan blurts out that uh, well Don's divorced, and then you know we married, and that's the thing. There was no reason for this to be awkward. Didn't have the to answer, say that. The answer to the question was simply we met at work, which he which Don which Don we- provided. And which is completely true. It's yeah. not like he was squirming with some kind of lie. No, no, no. They met at work. But to be fair, John, the Heinz folks were thinking it. Don's 40. She's 26, I believe. Oh, yes. I mean, they're thinking it. Maybe You know, she just, she just has that fresh off the boat honesty, John. But to be fair, the wife in great Midwest Pittsburgh humor... You know, she doesn't dwell on it or make face. She simply says, eh, none of my business. And they, you know, moves on quickly in conversation. But I'll tell you this. When they get to the, when they get back to the hotel, she's going to be judging and judging and judging. Probably. But she did a good job not to do that right here. Okay. And the conversation quickly moves to the Rolling Stones. Oh, God. How, I, how, how old do you think they feel if they're in this show? 
Oh, that's true, because they, they were probably fans. Of the show. Of the Rolling Stones. Oh, wait, hold on. How old do you think the Stones feel? Oh, well, to be fair, the Stones don't feel anything, John. <laughs> let's, be, let's be clear on that. Um, so here's the thing, I, and I, I don't know why, but like immediately I found this storyline to be annoying. The fact that this guy would, would just completely blithely say, oh, why didn't we get him to record it tomorrow? No, it felt as if, like, why do we need to bring the Stones into this? We all know that Stone, the Stones don't do any kind of advertising or give their music or lease their music or do anything with their music besides play it themselves. Now, Don refutes that. Later well, on, right. Apparently, that- they did do a serial commercial in the UK uh, a very uh, 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 at the very beginning of their career, but... I don't know. I was just kind of like, are we really going to do this? Because you already know that they're not going to get it. You know what I mean? Like, it it just felt like, oh, so now we have to go through the storyline where we know they're going to fail. And it's just, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't like it. All right. That's fine. You're allowed not to like it. John? It's in, not all gold. John, in fact, I thought it was kittens. Kind of like this show. Okay. But, uh, so anyways, he comes up with that bizarre concept that... Uh, they could sing Heinz is on my side. Oh, God. Or am no. I missing that? Is that not bizarre? Would that kill? I don't... Well, I, you, oh, the, the only thing it would kill would be the Stones' career. Oh, oh. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it would do the killing we need. Fair I, enough. Indeed. Uh, can we move into Pete's, uh, Pete's in, intrusion into Roger's office? intrusion the meeting was supposed to be in pete's office oh good geez that's the thing him and lane are waiting and roger you know i mean this it feels like they're gonna try and get another like six episodes out of this at least of just the picking pecking at each other so this storyline does not bother me this i'm good with what the mohawk and the roger and no I'm i'm not so good with the mohawk but i i like the roger pete tension although i feel like they pushed pete a little bit into like uh insanity range but i like the tension between roger and pete i think this is good yeah like a a good as a storyline or like good as if this was real it would be good for the firm good as a storyline because it could go in several directions it it could it could end good it could end bad it could you could just kind of peter out i mean it it could it could go it could go in any number of uh, uh situations and directions and excitements but john the other thing I'd like to talk about is Mohawk Airline. Okay. Now, why do we bring them back? We know because we do so much research on this show. I mean, we do, we do what doctors call a shit ton. And just by living now, we know that Mohawk Airlines isn't around anymore. Right. So we're, clear, we're clearly going to ride this Mohawk Airline uh, 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 client straight into the ground. It's going to fall right out of the sky. Okay. Right? Well, we know that. They don't know that. Yeah, I know, but... but anyway, I feel like, couldn't we got something else? I'm complaining a lot tonight, folks, and I, I want to <laughs> apologize for that. But listen. I don't think they noticed any difference from normal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Zing. Good one, John. Put, I'm putting one up here on the scoreboard for you. Well done. <laughs> mm. What happens here, John? What in 
in the in the introduction of Dawn Dawn? No, in the scene. What are you talking about? I went on to the next scene. Oh, oh, we're already out. We're already done with the with. So, so what? So they they announced they got the business, and now we get to uh, Harry Crane uh, 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 doing another smooth move. Yeah. So, at the end of last episode, Lane interviewed or took the resumes of what like maybe a dozen, not even um, African American women for a secretarial position, which they felt they had to hire because of the goofy little ad that was placed in the paper by Roger as a poke at YNR. So that leads us to Dawn mm-hmm. being hired as Don's secretary. You see what they did there? No. What did they do? I don't know. No. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's amazing. They got a secretary whose name sounds very similar to Don. John, one thing we skipped in the last scene. I'm sorry, folks. I hate when we do this. Okay? So this is one against me. But in the last scene, they talked about hiring another copywriter, John. A dedicated one. A dedicated one for Mohawk, which of course is gonna is is gonna build in this uh, uh, in this episode. But uh, back to uh, Crane's uh, uh, smooth move. Um, much like we uh, of the three things we learned, he tells Don how how funny it is, you know, that their names sound alike, and Don's like, I, I don't I don't really I don't really see it. I think it's I think it's fine. What? And she's like, and he's like, you know, actually, if they're so close, sometimes it's, you know, it's hard to tell you guys apart. Ooh. This is going to be like the season of just awkward stares at Harry Crane. Man, he's not only is he a turd, he's just laying turds everywhere he goes. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. This guy, he's out of control. Like, but, you know, I almost feel bad for his character because they've taken, like, all the douchiness in the last seasons and put it on just one guy. <laughs> right. No, yeah. I mean, you, like you're questioning his hygiene. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> negatives about him. <laughs> what? Who, are we questioning his hygiene? At what point did we question his hygiene? Did we not? Was that? Okay. I thought that <laughs> came up. <laughs> anyway, uh, he asks if he can see Don. And uh, Don tells him. That Mrs. Draper is in there right now, and she comes out of the uh, of, out out of the, uh, the office, and uh, and uh, kind of gives uh, Crane the cold stare. Appropriately so. Uh, now I know we didn't mention that Kate's not on the show tonight, uh, which which I apologize for. Uh, she's 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 working late. Sorry, folks. This is not going to be a reoccurring gag. So this is this is honestly happening. Um, but because she's not here, I want to mention that what Megan is wearing in this just quick scene very cool she goes from wearing literally an aztec bowling alley smock to wearing very cool here in this scene it's kind of a white it's kind of a, a, a white blouse uh but it but it's 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 got like an inch trim of uh, of, of red with a black skirt and an awesome necklace and she looks great in that by the way pulls it i guess you, well. you wear the nice stuff to work right and then you wear the uh you know you you wear the pseudo carpet material out <laughs> out to the client uh, yeah, exactly out maybe to the maybe should have should have worn this this isn't quite dinnerware but you know what let's move on neither of you neither you or i really qualify to comment on fashion uh All right. harry crane goes into uh don's office and he has got us into the stones they're pl- where are they playing at uh they're playing at a uh 
Oh, where to go? Did I get you? There I we go. It. You got me. Uh, Forest Hills Tennis Stadium. Forest Hills Tennis Stadium. Forest Hill. That's out in Queens, I think. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, so it, the most hilarious thing is because everyone hates Crane. He says, uh, "Yeah, so uh, you know, uh, do you maybe want to get? Do you want to get dinner maybe before?" <laughs> That's like no. He's like, "Well, then I will meet you, having eaten, at seven <laughs> thirty." <7:30." laughs> and that's uh, what makes that scene after the concert even better. Oh my god! Is that, is that he had dinner? Oh, that's true. He had dinner and then ate <laughs> twenty sliders, John. Twenty, twenty sliders. Do you know? And I mean, I listen, folks. I'm not working blue here, but the next morning has literally got to be a fist fight with the devil. Am I right? right how, when's the last time you did that with the, the bag of sliders? <laughs> the last time I ate 20 sliders? Oh, never. That's <laughs> insane. That's unhealthy. That's like, that's like Betty Monster type style. Speaking of Betty Monster. Well done. We, uh, we, we go to her. Uh, I don't, I, is it a fortress that her and Henry Francis live in? It seems like a mini castle, like Here, a wee castle. Here's the thing. Here's what I want to comment on. The, the 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 fact that it is this monster gloomy castle, right? Right, right. And when um, uh, 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 Elder Francis knocks on the door to come in, there's no yeah. foyer in this house. Like she comes straight into the living room from outside. Right. That sucks. Is that more of a just a architectural flaw? Well, to well, no, no, no. This is just a, like a human flaw. Do you want somebody? Do you want your front door to be in your living room? No. I mean, listen, I live in kind of a small apartment, John. You've seen it. Yeah. But your front the, door's uh, not in your living room. I mean, it's kittens. You know what I'm saying? But if you... Still, there's like that little jog to get into our main living room. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all I'm saying here. And she lives, she lives in a castle. And the front door is right behind the couch. All I'm saying... John, what I do like about this scene, Betty yep. is gorging herself on bugles. And now, see, bugles would have been amazing because 1966 was the year they were invented. Oh, is that right? Yes. John, it's, strangely, bugles have, have, have reappeared in my life as of late. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, no, they are delicious. Yes, the, the, the salty delight, if you will. Anyway. I, I think, isn't, isn't Betty supposed to act as a cautionary tale against bugles? Wasn't that the point of this episode? No, not at all, John. This, this, oh. this, 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 this was a, this was a advertising high five for bugles. Bring, <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring them back, y'all. Here we go. But uh, so, uh, you know, so her mother-in-law comes over. We get a couple little back and forth zings. You know, she wants to know how she's doing. Mm-hmm. Betty's like, you know, just maybe call next time. Um, it's you know she is clearly uh, struggling with weight herself, probably for a long time. And uh, I, I mean, I just I almost lost it when she leans in. She goes, "I know how it happens." But yes, you do. <laughs> well, okay, okay. She makes the point that you know uh, when Betty uh, says that maybe she should try some diet pills. She says, "Well, uh, you know, uh, I'm not of an age where I need to please a husband anymore, Betty." Did Betty give you, like, the dry heave face at that? I, that's what I got out of it. That's you know, true. Betty was rolling her eyes and disappearing into her chins a lot. And uh, it was difficult to tell what she was thinking. And uh, this is why I think it might be, you know, cosmetic, because you lose some of that facial expression when they paint all that on there. Or when your face is covered with that much extra skin. All it right. Can, it can happen. John, um, 
here, here's here's the thing, uh, uh, because Kate's not here. Uh, Kate made the point that you know if if Betty did get on diet pills, that could be her open door into uh, our prediction or Kate's prediction of uh, 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 Betty getting into pills and prescription drugs. Okay. Does that make no sense? Is that okay? You didn't you didn't seem to be on board. No, I I can see that. I okay. can see that. I mean, just with the whole tone of the episode, I don't know if it kind of leads us that way. It could though, because now that you know we find out that it didn't happen, and you know what I'm talking about. Maybe she does go back and get the diet pills, and then that you know that just kind of keeps that kind of keeps things going. I like it. Anywho. Uh, you you know what I you know what one one th- and I know we're doing a lot of commentary here, folks. But one thing I'd like to point out: Do you ever think Betty's like, man? You know what was great about Don? He had no family. No one ever came over and told me I was fat. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, she was, never was fat. There was no mother-in-law to come over and pick on her. With That's Don. true. That's true. There was nobody to come and, and get. I mean, she wasn't fat at that time, but no, she, you know, but still, her whole you know. her whole uh, method of raising children and so forth. There would be plenty to. Pick if, on her. if Don had had a mother, right, he, she, she could have come over and been like, you're a, you're a horrible monster. For example. For, just as just as one. Picking that out of the air. Just right out of the air, John. Uh, um, you know, because you know, it was interesting. I was thinking from a different way, um, and maybe there's no basis, but I almost was thinking like where she was, she was thinking about Don and, and thinking like he wouldn't have let this happen. You mm. know, that, that Don would not have really... Because Henry is supportive and says she looks beautiful yeah and you almost get the feeling like number one don wouldn't say that and he you know he would be proactive and maybe not the nicest way to either fix it or keep it from happening i don't know i i I think i think don wouldn't have been cruel at all you don't think so no because don is very different i mean don is very different with his loved ones than he is at work clearly as you should be uh, I don't think that that I know. No, I, I I disagree with that. All right. And I but but John. Yep. It was wonderful to hear your side. Well, thank you for not calling it kittens. Well, it was kind of kittens though. I mean, <laughs> right, right, everybody. Am I right? Here's the thing. Uh, in the next scene, Roger and Don are uh, in his office, and they bring uh, Peggy in to let her know that she needs to find a new copywriter for Mohawk. Right. The full time. And because she's too busy, right? As you pointed out earlier, she's got everything. No, and you know what? It's great that they 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 notice this. And and to th- and and the thing is is you know the the way they talked about this mohawk thing is that you're pretty much just writing like um, it's not coupon deals, but you know like almost like coupon deals every week. You know, well, like, like you, offers you, and specials. Yeah, and, the special you know, fairs. And, you and know, to be fair, New York to Chicago, whatever. She's 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 like a senior copywriter. She should have somebody to do that. Right. Now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that should be Megan, uh, but maybe she's not so good. Or maybe they just don't feel... I mean, at this point, she's had a total of, what, seven months yeah, that's total? True. Yeah. So... Maybe she's not ready. She doesn't exactly have a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they tell her to... Now, does, does Roger ask her to get a Jew here? No. He no. just said it uh, needs to be somebody with a penis. Which was hilarious. And did she say I'm working on that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Peggy, I, I'm I'm falling I'm falling in love with you, Peggy. Brilliant. I like how I like how she was so excited, and Roger Roger just kind of says, you know, about Mohawk. It's a minnow, but it's our minnow. You know, I mean, it's 
it's still more business. Yeah. I mean, I think... And it's, it, and it's an airline. I mean, to be fair, it's an airline. And this isn't, you know, this isn't today where you have these little mini charters everywhere. You know, there were only so many airlines. I, I think like most medium agencies, you know, business is business, you know? Exactly. Who cares? As long as they're paying. And I mean, it is an airline, so I mean, it certainly, it certainly pays something. And then uh, we, uh, we move on and we kind of go to my world. Except okay. I don't really work out of my apartment. And you don't smoke a pipe. Well, not oh, in the office. What? Yeah. Do you have a pipe, John? It's distinguished. It it you I it is distinguished. I had no idea. So I rarely that, see you, and now that I can imagine you with a pipe. Right? This is amazing. Yeah. J- John. No, you can I mean, if you want to take just a second to let the awe wash over you. Oh no! I'm it's it's it, I'm done with it. All right. Here's the thing: the doctor yep. comes in uh, and uh, and says, "Oh, you've gained a little weight." Blah, blah, blah. Or no, she she says that she's put on some some lbs, as 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 they say. I thought she was going to reach out and strangle this guy when he said, "You know, middle-aged women harder to put on, harder to take off, easy to put on." Now, John, if, know, I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that that's just a, that's just a fact. No, that is, but I, you know, I'm sure, just like many people, all of us, as we get older, you never want to envision yourself as that, you know, as middle aged or growing older, or elderly. Oh, you sure. Know? And sure. so when he made, just when he says middle age, I mean, you know, you can tell she still wants to be the 22 year old high fashion model, uh, and not, doesn't want to admit this. Not as of now. Not as of now. Well, different fashion, maybe. Now she asks. Now, John, when 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 people come into your office and ask for diet pills. Yes. Do you have a similar reaction? Is your friend a doctor? <laughs> well, that's true. No, uh, unfortunately, more more people are just coming in asking for Percocet, mm. and that's a little. Yeah, uh, that's that's. By a the tougher. way, John. Yeah. Could I get some Percocet? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I just hand out the number? Okay. People can give us a call, and, and we'll get everybody a couple of tablets. <laughs> Sounds good, John. He. Uh, he, yeah, he is not. He is not too excited to just give her diet pills, which which is great. It is a credit to him, and he wants to do an exam, and so he starts to do an exam, and he starts feeling her throat, John, and he finds something he's not so happy about. Yeah, it's a glandular problem. Oh, as they say. Uh, now I thought it. I wasn't sure because I was like, you know, are are, are we going to jump straight to cancer, or maybe is it a thyroid issue? Well, so it is a thyroid issue, and the concern is that the issue was cancer. Now, it, it's kind of interesting where a lot of people come into the office with some weight problems, and they, they constantly, or, or not constantly, commonly attribute it to their thyroid. Um, but where, where that becomes an issue is that, you know, the thyroid is not making the decision to unwrap that extra ho-ho, you know, or... <laughs> You know, I mean, it's there. There's, you know, your choice is what you put in your mouth uh, is is quite a big deal. So, you know, when when the thyroid is off a little bit and you put them on medicine and they drop, you know, four or five pounds, and there's still uh, fifty pounds to go. Sure. You know, that's not going to take care of it. But, anyways, what he's looking, he found, he finds a bump on the thyroid. Now, you can have bumps on the thyroid for all kinds of reasons. But the concerning kind is cancer. Sure. And so that's why, you know, she gets the scare and she runs home. I don't know why she was she expecting 
Henry to be home? I mean, she's screaming his name, but it looks like it's midday. Here's the thing, John. He's a politician. There's no telling where he's going to be at any time. All, All right. right. You, you know think he's out, like, pressing the flesh? Oh, constantly raising money, John. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he could have he could have been in uh, in between fundraisers and he could have been home, I guess. But he wasn't in, in, in this case. And so she calls Don. And I thought, see, just like just like I said, uh, you know, it, listen, is there bad blood between Don and Betty? Sure, of course there is. But when it comes down to brass tacks, Don's a good guy and uh, she's upset. And he says, listen, Bertie, and he pulls out the birdie. It's going to be okay. comforting. And she says, tell me what you always tell me. He says, it's going to be okay. What if you think about it? The other options she has at that moment are to, you know, either go crazy by herself, call her brother, or uh, call Francine. I mean, And on. to be fair, if it was me, and I know you wouldn't do this, I would have called Francine. No, and Francine, no, you wouldn't. Francine, no, you're just saying that? I'm not just saying that. saying that. What I love about Francine is she would have called me down. She would have been like... Paul, you're being kittens about this. It's going to be fine. Um, smacked you a couple times. Well, it's over the phone, but you verbally smacked me with a bunch of kittens, you know. All right. And see, Don doesn't do that. No, he doesn't. He's very Don. calming. That's, yeah. that's what's great about Don. We go over into uh, the, uh, the singular office where all of, apparently all of the creative has to sit. Um, we have Stan and uh, Peggy, and Peggy is looking through portfolios. And I don't doubt. Now I have, I've, I, I have, I've interviewed uh, 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 some some folks. I, I am I am not yet at the point where they let me go through through people's portfolios to pick. Um, but um, I can tell you the way Peggy is going through this is exactly how it happens. Oh really? All it takes is one little thing. They don't like your name. They don't like the color of you know like your opening page. Like it, it, oh, it just to skip. You know, it's just, it's the tiniest things and it's all personal, you know, and it's fair because it's personal because you know that you're going to have to work with this person. So if the, if the portfolio catches you on something that's interesting to you, you have more of a chance of, you know, getting at least it open, right? Okay. I, I, I'll have to defer to you on that. Well, I'm just saying we were in, the doctor's, office. We were in the doctor's office a few minutes ago and now right? we're, we're in the, uh, the very small creative room. Where I sit, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, she she, uh, she settles on a uh, portfolio that has a quote on it. Um, that's what was it to say? It says, "Don't judge, lest you be judged." Yeah, yeah, ju- yeah. And uh, he has some some interesting work in there, and um, and uh, Peggy's think, thinking she found one. And does here does she comment here that he's Jewish? No. Okay, I, I don't know why I thought that that was a constant throughout the episode. I mean, she says his name, and, you know, Ginsburg, I think your, your odds are pretty good at that time that it could be a Jewish person. <laughs> this is true. But, I mean, she doesn't come out and say, oh, here we go. We got one. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. that, you know, did you, now is this something that you ever run across with Stan's take on this? Mm. He's like sleep with you know uh, stick with mediocre you'll sleep better. Oh, I think I think that's a lot of people's uh, uh, stance. I think that I think that's a human stance on things. You don't certainly don't want to hire someone better than you. But, but this I is pre- exactly what Peggy's doing. I and she pre- says how she likes working with talent. I love how Stan takes that personally. I'm not talking <laughs> about me. That was uh, pretty funny. 
uh, Peggy is thinking about it the right way, right? Um, she wants she wants the office to produce excellent work. If you if you think about it like this, if you bring somebody in that challenges you, you'll be better, right? If you bring someone in that doesn't that isn't you know challenging you, uh, you, you you won't. So I, I think I th- she certainly has a. I mean, she's comfortable in her her position. She knows how hard it is to get in good with Don. Um, so I feel like uh, I, I, I feel like she 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 definitely has the right mindset here, without a doubt. We then I mean, we then uh, a bit frighteningly go back to the castle, where uh, Betty Monster is in the tub, and we commented for a while about how the hell they did the fat suit, you know, like all the prosthetics in the tub and kate pointed out that in um in the movie titanic they had to come up with a bunch of makeup and treatments that didn't wash off in water and so i don't know if transversely we're calling betty the titanic here uh but i think there are parallels well and if you look at the way this scene is cut the person standing up is not her there are certainly yeah there are certainly some stand-ins yeah, the whole oh. back stand up shot. I mean, but I've got to say though, I mean, as far as as far as the the prosthetics are concerned, very convincing. They did a great yes. job. It's yes. very convincing. Now, here's the one thing about you know, here's the one thing that at least as a physician, I was pretty confident that this wasn't cancer. Um, okay. You lose weight when you have cancer. Well, right, of course. You know, there there isn't a cancer out there that I'm aware of that you put on weight. You know, because. The, the cancer cells are eating so much of your energy, of your nutrition, of your stores that you, you start to lose weight. Okay. Um, so, not cancer. And we get to see her in the oncology office. And mm-hmm. we see somebody that does look a little bit more like she has cancer. Yeah. You now, know, who, a little, who is this woman? I, you know, the, the name that we have for her at the, um, here in this scene is Joyce Donnelly. Mm-hmm. But I, I went back through the tapes. I could not find her previously. Mm-hmm. So I, this may just be, uh, I don't know, a, a friend, a family friend, a, somebody from a previous neighborhood. Someone from Betty's past, clearly. Right. Okay. And apparently Betty is familiar with her husband, Henry Donnelly, because mm. she was saying, I'm also married to a Henry. Mm. Good catch. So, But anyways, they apparently know each other. She's clearly getting treatment for some type of cancer. And uh, pretty much talks Betty into a lunch after their time there at the office. This is true. And what Betty is wearing her here is doing her no favors. No, I think they, you know, they worked hard to make sure there were. <laughs> that was pretty consistent throughout. <laughs> with what? What is that? That pink house gown or whatever no. she was in? Oh yeah, yeah. When they first started, well, that yeah, that that was that was uh, obvious. But this this floral print. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh my God! I don't. I don't know anyone who could look good in that. John, we move back to the Sterling Cooper Draper Prize offices, and we meet the Ginsburg himself. Yeah, Michael. And he is a crazy person. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, the first words out of his mouth are almost like at, you know, top volume. He pretty much <laughs> shouts his name at, at Peggy. I'm, uh, I'm already a huge fan, to be fair. I, I liked it. One, one listener actually called him like a... Uh, a younger Bobby Barrett, uh, not Bobby, a younger Jimmy Barrett. Yes, I thought that was a great that was a great uh, comparison. Yeah, a- except but, for the fact that he is wearing a suit jacket 
that uh, was was made for the littlest hobo. <laughs> oh, and they threw in the tie. <laughs> yeah. Well, after the littlest hobo died, uh, you know his his clothes were cheap. Right. Yeah. First come. Yeah. Uh, but uh, God, he has a great energy. You know, and he's there to interview for, to, for the copywriter job, and all he can think about is meeting Don and getting to Don, and um, you know, is trying to understand what he's doing with Peggy, especially when he says, "Can you hire me?" and she says, "No." Um, but his, you know, his concept of social interaction and you know, proprietal norms and you know, acting in a business sense seem to be zero. Yeah, he's definitely uh, uh, very intense. He is very intense, but but not in a put together way. No, not in a put together way, but but de- definitely in a very focused way. And this is probably the best place you could think to keep a resume. In your sleeve, John. And this is funny. <laughs> and I know people are going to be like, "This is not true," but John, I constantly have five resumes in my sleeve at all times. I know. Well, and that that's the great thing is that each one of those is different. Oh yeah, they're all lies, John. Right. Here's, here's, a, here's something I've noticed. Here's something I've noticed, and I've been very confused by. Most of the paper in this, in Mad Men, is like yeah. tracing paper. Okay. Like you, you notice how like how thin it all is. I, when you it all is this something we come across? No, no, regularly? this is something you come across regularly. All the paper that they hand back and forth is like tracing paper. Like, how does he have his resume on the thinnest? The thinnest paper possible. Well, well, to be fair, we 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 see that it doesn't look like he has a lot of money. Oh no, he's broke. He broke is a joke, right. John. So I would think the the thinner paper is cheaper. Folks, if there's anybody listening who was alive in the '60s who typed anything or or, or wrote anything down, uh, uh, was paper really thin? You think it's got? You think paper has gotten fatter along has, with the country? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. That was brilliant, by the way. Uh, so, you know, uh, they, he kind of ends, I, I actually, actually not moving on. I feel like he, he wins Peggy over, uh, with his, with his kind of apology for, you know, kind of, uh, you know, I, 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 I certainly messed up, but I, I'm brave in telling you that I did. And well, not, not just that, but kind of his tenacity, yeah. you know, the whole, exactly. like, I have no friends, hobbies, I'll live here, uh-huh. you know, just, uh, really stayed with it instead of just saying... Like, oh, sorry, you didn't like me. Bye. My buddy Ginsburg here might be the first person to rock the suit jacket and the jeans, by the way. In uh, what? In Mad Men or ever? I'm going to say ever because I have nothing to measure it against. Well All done. Right. We, uh, we then get to uh, lunch with uh, Peggy and her, f- and her f- new friend, old friend. Uh, Peggy. Wait, uh, who? Oh, no. Folks, you had been doing so well. I have really it's been, been a, it's been a oh. while. Oh, guys. Oh, oh, that's like four drinks in a row. Uh, no, we're well, talk- hopefully, hopefully those drinks don't taste like sawdust. Exactly. As uh, Joyce's uh, palate does because of her cancer treatments. <clears throat> we're actually at lunch with Joyce and Betty. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we all know you've been working hard on that. I mean, it's I okay. have. I've really been tra- I've been training. God, just, Everybody I, slips up. John, I feel kittens about it. Uh, here's the, here's Don't the, talk like that. <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, so uh, they're out to lunch, and I feel like they toss us. They toss us a line because uh, her friend says, 
that everything tastes like sawdust to her, and Peggy's like, everything tastes great to me. Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> Clearly. You know, we got we got the giant Band-Aid on her neck where they yeah. did the biopsy. Sure. And, um, you know, she's, she's definitely, uh, you know, a little Debbie Downer right mm-hmm. now. Thinking the worst. To be fair, who, worried about... who, who wouldn't be, John? No, that's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? Um, you know, but, unless, you know, statistically, you know, thyroid stuff is pretty rare to be bad, yeah. like kill you. Oh. But, uh, you know, you don't know that if you're not medical. So, yeah, who exactly. wouldn't be scared? So, um, anyway, she's, she's kind of worried about it and, and asks uh, Joyce a little bit more about what this is like. And this is, I think, a really wonderfully honest you know depiction also though to be fair who has this type of analogy on hand <laughs> you know what i mean oh. like, if, like if somebody asks you oh what's cancer like well let me just recite this amazing analogy i have about being uh, you know about drowning yeah i guess maybe she lives with a writer yeah i think so <laughs> it was it was a little too good um but i can uh, see that i can see that as being just a little too staged. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, then, then a woman uh, who apparently reads tea leaves comes by and tells, uh, a, and a, does a horrible job of uh, reading reality tea leaves, and tells Betty that she is a very beloved person and a rock. And we all know that's not true. John, we are way behind in this episode. We are going too slow. Let's pick this up. All right. So we get out of lunch. Thankfully. Yes. And we're back in the, the office. Roger came in. He is just drunk as a skunk. Um, and he says, look, we got to have the copywriter. I told Mohawk we were going to have the copywriter. Peggy says he's crazy. He's like, what does that mean, crazy? Does he smell like pee? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, well, it shows that we're more modern, you know, between the Jew and always darkest before the dawn over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're branching out, Roger. Always the class act. I love it. But I love we, it every time. But, so we, we find out that really this is a done thing now. That yeah. She's going to hire him because he told her to. Yeah. And then uh, we get back to Don's place. Being, uh, being bathed in commercials is Megan, mm-hmm. as she says. She's got TV and radio going. And Don is getting ready to head out to see the Stones. With Crane. And I mean, who better is there to see the stones with Crane? Uh, here's here's the thing. Uh, I think we can kind of summarize this whole stones interaction uh, quickly. Um, clearly, we all know that they did not they did not get in to sign the stones. They signed uh, their opener band because Harry Crane is an idiot and he was high. Yeah. But I think the bigger thing to talk about here was uh, Don's reaction. Uh, to this very, very young girl he was talking to. Well, it was it was very pleasant to see him not hitting on her. Exactly. You know, because we the whole the whole Stephanie thing I think creeped a lot of people out. Ugh. And and this would have taken it beyond. This would have gone too far. Yeah. But he very it was very much like a father daughter conversation. And, Absolutely. Uh, he's definitely. I think he's definitely grappling with. You know, like this girl isn't that much older than Sally in his mind. 
and you know he's thinking about he's he's starting to think like a father and less like a um, a gigolo as 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 they say. What do you um, think he's thinking that way because of the Betty news, the whole you know par- parental instability? Should something terrible happen to her? Yeah, it's time for him to grow up a little bit. It's kind of what it sounds like. Indeed, indeed. Now this, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't feel like their interaction was was overly. Um, what are you, overly, what are you searching for? I'm searching at like overly poignant. Paternalistic. It was, it, 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 it was more so just to give us, you know, the first time he doesn't hit on somebody, and the fact that he, he he's feeling much more fatherly. Well, I think that's you know he probably reflects a true sentiment for a lot of parents that you know it's not that you it's not that the sole goal of parents is to make sure that you don't have fun mm-hmm. you know it's to try and keep you safe which yeah. is hard for the, the the children the teenagers to separate sure it's hard to understand and in between uh the rolling stones we get into you know kind of a i guess a, a different kind of rolling stones we get <laughs> uh Henry and and uh, I guess I guess the news of possible cancer is very much an aphrodisiac for it can sometimes be a turn on John is that right is this the time for some folks okay <laughs> I don't know but uh, we find out that uh, you know she hadn't been too active uh, for some time according to what uh, Henry was saying but well, well she clearly, gets into it clearly now. she hasn't been active for some time I'm sorry no problem so um, uh, that's just a brief interlude. They get back to the stones. They have the interaction that we talked about. You know, Don says it's not, you know, we're just, we're worried. We then get, we then get into a Betty dream where she has died. I know. We haven't had a Betty dream in a while. My thing is this, uh, the, the part about this dream that, that isn't, that isn't working right is I feel that, uh, Sally should have been whistling a happy tune and ran upstairs to pack her bags. With like a little cartoon bluebird on her shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Like best day of my life. <laughs> it would have been more dreamlike if uh, Mrs. Butterworth had actually been talking. Oh, I agree. I instead agree. of just sitting there. But Sally does flip the chair on the table. Good. And riddance. everybody's in black. You know, just kind of a, a brief little, dream. Mm-hmm. Not quite as crazy as the previous ones. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Not overly intense, but just kind of a death dream. Um. We then we, we go back to the Rolling Stones, but then but then after that we get to our favorite scene where um, Harry Crane is eating twenty sliders in the car with Don, and Don could not be more annoyed. He's like, "Listen, man, I gotta go home." They're, it seems as if they are sitting outside of Crane's apartment. They are finishing sliders that he only offers Don the last one. So does that mean that like in? Uh they they got the food somewhere around the arena, and then he ate them all on the way in. He could. They, they, I'm sure they got them on the way back. I mean, because he doesn't live in Queens, so they had to get him back get get them on the way back to Manhattan. And he was just he was just pushing them down in the car. It was ridiculous. And then he gives his philosophy about having a family, getting married. Crane's philosophy is eat first. He is a horrible human being. Yeah, he, he's not exactly a. The high point of the show. I need to come up with a better name for now, Crane. What, I know we, we talked about uh, we talked about the the outfit that Ginsburg had on. What about Crane's turtle and plaid? Well, Crane's he's a little more refined. That jacket's a little cleaner, um, but the turtleneck, yes, is just is just one one step away of long hair and dropping acid, John. So I think 
I think we're well on our way. <laughs> well on our way. Next time. We get back to Don's house. It's the next morning, John. Right. And uh, he gets woken up by Megan. And uh, there, uh, Megan is in a bikini and some high-waisted shorts that are doing no one any favors. And uh, <laughs> she is ready to go to Fire Island. You can tell me all about the Stones thing on the way to Fire Island. And Don's like, listen, I've got... He, he, he lays it on her. And where's Fire Island? Betty's got cancer. Uh, or could have cancer. Uh, but it's, it's, it's around here somewhere. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, and she's, you know, obviously concerned. Um, uh, certainly not excited by it. You know, she, you know, no one likes for anyone to get cancer. Um, but she's like, you know, what can we do? Let's just go. And Don's like, you know what? I'm, I just can't. And the difference between her and Betty is she did not run out of the room mad, like stomp away. Right. She talked Don down and said, no, there's nothing we can do. Just come on. Let's go. Well, not and only he, that. I mean, she called him on it. She was like, yeah. look, you knew about this and you went to a Stones concert last night. Exactly. You know, it doesn't mean that. And now you're broken up so you can't go. Come on. I mean, certainly we, we, we saw this, you know, last season with her being uh, better than Betty. Exactly, um, but it continues on, and I and I think you know I like I feel like a lot of listeners write in about oh how long is this going to last between Don and her? I think she has a much better shot because she's a human being. Oh, you know, what and I mean? I mean to be fair, she doesn't want Fire Island all to herself. Well, I mean, who wouldn't, John? But apparently, apparently, she doesn't. Uh, okay. To anyway. Uh, so we get we get to Don's office, and uh, it turns out we're in the final interview with uh, Mr. Ginsburg. And Betty, oh, oh no! <laughs> Here's the thing, everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you in a little uh, inside baseball here. I had two drinks before the show. Uh, if, you, if you can't tell, I know John, you're disappointed, and I apologize. Now that's just kittens. That is, you know what? It was kittens, and I'm embarrassed. But you're right. We're in the office. Peggy is in with Don yep. and Mike. What's her name? Are we going to go Mike? Do you want to go Ginsburg? I like to go Guineas. Yeah, yeah, let's go Guineas. Oh, boy. So, Gins, let's <laughs> not. Gins. How about Gins? All right, you're, you're right. That's probably not good. Gins. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so, it's, so Mike. Um, and it's just, it's, it is comical because Peggy is not letting him talk, uh, trying to answer every question for him. Don finally says, just let him speak. He drops a line about the letter, saying how he thought it was hysterical. He wants to be part of this. He says he just wants to make Don smile, which was weird. And then Don likes it, says, good job, give him the job. Mm -hmm. And we find out that sometimes when his stomach grumbles, it sounds like the F word. <laughs> That's so I have the same problem. I have the exact, <laughs> I have the exact same problem. Uh, he's very excited. He wants to pick... Peggy up and spin her around. And what I think was actually uh, poignant in the scene, the thing to pay attention to is when, when he's like, you have to be excited. I need you to be excited for me. You know what I mean? Right. Like he, he, needs, he needs that. And she never did. Well, no, I don't think it's that she never did, but I think it's just, listen, like he's, he's going he's gonna to be complicated. He's going to be a lot of work. I mean, clearly, because he's crazy, but 
I think he's going to latch on to her. Like, he's going to latch on to her in a way that she's going to need to provide, uh, you know, reassurance constantly to this guy. And so she could, he could actually be more work for her. You think he has a high, a high TLC requirement? Very high. And so whereas this guy's supposed to come in and, like, help her, you know, like, he, he will. He'll write the copy. But he's going to require so much attention because he's a crazy person. It's actually, could, it, it could stress her out more. And you're talking about stressful situations. We go to the, uh, the Francis household. Yeah. And so Mr. Francis has decided to stay home from the office to, you know, do work from home and be with Betty as they await the test results. Sure. And I don't know, I'm sure you caught this, but um, our, uh, our liberal uh, creator, Matt, gets a nice little jog in at uh, Canadent Romney he right did. here. You get that? I did, yes, because this is about the time that the uh, the uh, senior Romney was running. No, 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 not running, but but Papa Romney was the governor of Michigan at that time. Oh come on! Yeah, that's all right. In that's the political were... eye, that's what I was talking about. Now he does he does try to get the presidential nomination in '68, and he loses that to Nixon. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Seriously. So now, I mean, geez, how rich are these people? They have two phone lines. Two phones. They must be rich. That yeah. and the fact they live in a castle. So the other phone rings, and Betty gets it because he's on the other phone. So she gets it and has pretty much a reactionless discussion where she says, okay, a bunch of times. Hangs up and says, it's benign. Hooray. Hey. Now, now, Kate made the point that she almost wanted to have it. You know what I mean? Like, she's almost a little disappointed because it, w- it would be that much more... It would be that much more attention for her and that much more poor Betty. Oh, I thought she was looking for an explanation as to her change in figure. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's, that's the first thing she says. Hey, I'm just a fat person. I don't have an actual problem with me. Well, you clearly have an actual problem. You're a monster. And just to prove the fact that she's a monster, she immediately takes a shot at Henry Francis's mom like straight to his face and he's like he's like he's like listen what what are you talking about i feel i feel like i've been reborn i feel like i've been given a second chance this is amazing news why are we getting why are we being crazy here and then he realizes she's she's crazy she's a monster she's a monster exactly betty monster aptly named (laughs) uh we then go back uh to sterling cooper draper price and pete Oh my God, Pete is giving a little uh, office-wide presentation that we got Mohawk back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, enjoy it while it lasts. They got six more years out of it. Mohawk but, gets sold out in '72, so they uh, got it for a while. Hey, yeah, you might as well, right? But he uh, totally takes all the credit for landing Mohawk, assures everyone that although Roger will be doing the day-to-day. He will know everything Roger knows, which is such a slap in the face. And then takes credit for hiring Ginsburg. I know. Seriously. He also took credit for inventing the question mark, the driveway, and the spork. I'm not sure if everyone heard that in that little speech, but he's a crazy person. But yeah, and and, uh, Roger, now they didn't show any reaction to Peggy. I don't, does she just accept I don't, that he is I don't think what she he cares. is? I don't think she cares. It's right. like, whatever. 
But Roger, Roger takes this very harshly. Oh, how could you not? Well, I, here's what I don't understand is, I mean, what's, well, how does this happen? What's the point? I mean, Roger's going to be the account man on this, right? Well, no, exactly. He's not. Uh, Pete, Pete has set himself up to be the overseer account man. Roger's just going to do the day-to-day. Roger's going to answer the phone calls and say, oh, let me see if I can do that. Let me ask Pete. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, he is completely, he is completely flip-flopped their whole dynamic, and it is gross. It, makes, it, just, makes, ah, it just makes you feel gross. Well, and it, you know, I think it makes you feel worse for him to do it in that kind of a public celebratory exactly. forum. What an ass. Right. Dick move, indeed. And and so he he uh, he hits the drinks. He kind of complains a little bit to Don about how how awful he feels about this, and then Don tells him about Betty's little medical problem. Don uh, puts it in perspective, as it were. Well, Roger tries to put it in perspective when Don says she has cancer. He said, "Well, that will solve everything." I still don't get that joke. Oh, Don's problem with her. Yeah, like you won't be oh, here anymore. Oh, right, right. Oh, that's that was that was sour. That was sour. Right. Ew. Right. Ew. Uh, my favorite then is that he says, "Well, she's a fighter." <laughs> yeah, and, and then Don, nope, no, not really. That doesn't work. Okay. Uh, you know, he Roger leaves the the meeting by saying, "When is this all going to get back to normal?" I don't even know what that means. Have we ever seen normal? Well, you got to remember, uh, you know, he he had a few years as Sterling Sterling Cooper. That were pretty easy, and that's normal. Oh, that's his normal. Yeah, that's okay. his normal. He's the boss. Everybody else is getting out of his way, and it's easy peasy. Yeah. So it you doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. Nope, it never does. Uh, one thing I would like to point out: if you if you look at the scene where they're all gathered, yep, uh, Megan's got a little bit of a sunburn from Fire Island. Oh, very nice. Not just a little, but she's 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 uh, she's got to be pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, no. Uh, you think they had aloe then? I don't know, John. I don't. I think so. I think aloe's been around for a while. It's a plant. But in the you know in the cream form that soothes or, the sunburns, or in you, that, see, you, in that you, green gel form. You, you know, you're not you're not quite as pasty as myself, so you may not you know realize the value of that. Well, here's the thing, John. Uh, you know, looking like Paul Giamatti and being that short, uh, it takes a little longer for the sun to get to me, and the rays aren't wow. as the rays aren't as aren't as strong. Yeah, I hadn't really noticed that before. Yeah, she is, no. she is lobsterized. She's a little lobstered. Exactly, exactly. Um, after Don and Roger's conversation, it's time for him to make the call to find out what the f is going on, John. And he does, except he, does. he finds out from Henry, oh. who answers the phone and. Betty never told Henry that she had told Don. Oh, and I didn't he, catch that. And so he uh, gets, I think, a little miffed at that. He gives Don the brief one-word answer: "Out of the woods, doing fine. Wow. Got to go to got to go to dinner." And uh, and that's it. But then when Betty says, "Who was it?" He's like, "Nobody." Uh oh, keeping mm-hmm. secrets. Keeping secrets. I don't know, John. I, I I don't pretend. I don't pretend to know what. How to you know how to keep a relationship on the up and up? But well, I, I tell think you what. I think open and honest is the way to go. Okay. Well, you know, between if you if you take the keeping secrets, you add a little bit of nutmeg. That's a recipe for disaster. 
This is true. This is true, John. And you know what else? Tell me. We go back to Gin- Ginsburg's, Ginsburg's apartment. I'll get there. Ginsburg's apartment. And we find out he does have family. He lives with his dad. Before we get there, oh, there's one last on. thing. No, we're almost there. Come oh, on. The, the one dynamic I think we really skipped over is kind of, you know, the Don Betty, their relationship, how it's affecting Megan, you know. Because he's said a couple of comments about, you know, Betty calling and finds out that she's not sick. And, and Megan comes in at the very end with the, uh, the hyperpigmentation from her sun exposure. And, you know, it seems like it's okay. She but needs a reason think, to call you. I think that's exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, think, I think she has a little tension with that right now. Sure. But you're right. You're right. We, we can head on over to uh, Michael's tiny, tiny apartment. So you know what that is? How, that, no, that How is you... a tenement apartment. What, which is what? Uh, the, the very small tenements that uh, folks used to live in and run like whole, um, uh, 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 like uh, fabric construction shop out of, like where people used to make dresses. Folks, if you visit New York, go to the tenement museum, tenement museum on Lower East Side, and they'll take you up into like an old tenement apartment where they used to make dresses and whatnot. It looks just like this just like this they did an amazing job recreating a tenement apartment and you see that um when he comes in and he puts the stuff on the table there's like a window there there's a window in in the inside of the apartment right that was because uh those apartments were extremely poorly lit right so you had to keep as much light coming through the windows um that face the outside as possible okay so they put a window right there in the kitchen that then more light could get through. And if you noticed, their sink is also their bathtub. Oh, and, I, hadn't, I hadn't noticed that. And chances are, um, you know, w- when we enter the apartment, we're kind of looking through into the living room. Yep. Behind him, there would just be a single bedroom. And okay. there is no bathroom. So chances are, our buddy Ginsburg here sleeps on the couch. And yeah. his, dad, his dad sleeps in the bedroom. So I, I, did not, I don't understand the no bathroom. What happens? Is there a community uh, bathroom well, so on the hall? Depending on, uh, chances are by this time they would have installed a bathroom in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the in the in the uh, days before uh, the plumbing, uh, the bathrooms were back behind the building. Hmm. Tenement apartment living was horrible, to say the least. Extremely yeah. poorly lit, so the hallways were like pitch black, and uh, and the apartments were extremely small and. The thing is, is that in these apartments, you know, you would think, oh, my God, like only two people could live there. Yeah. Uh, But no, I mean, you know, uh, whole families live there. So a a mother and father and like, you know, four or five kids. That's right. The kids would sleep sitting up in the living room. Wow. So there'd be like a couch in the living room and they'd stack up like, uh, you know, like fruit crates to put their legs up on. Well, luckily, it seems like it's only the two of them. In fact, he makes a comment that Mike should have brought back some women. No, it's true. I mean, well, the tenement, the, the tenement apartments lasted into uh, and beyond the, the time that we're in now. I think maybe in the 70s, those buildings started to kind of uh, either uh, shut down or get, you know, reno. Yeah. But uh, it's, the father, it seems like it maybe isn't, isn't working. Just kind of hanging out, reading the paper, talking about uh, old baseball players. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And then kind of comes over after he hears he got the job and gives him 
I guess would that be a, a Yiddish blessing? I'm Jewish, Yiddish. I don't know if he's a rabbi. And right. I don't, you know, but uh, yeah. Jewish? Now, it seemed like there's, it, I, I, don't, I don't know, but it seemed like there was a bit of a tension there between him and his dad. His, uh, his dad seemed to be very nice, but it feels as if there's definitely maybe younger, older generation issues there. Sure. You know? And then we, uh, we, we wrap up back at the Francis household. Betty, Sally, dessert time. Oh, my. Betty uh, apparently simply took a deep breath and inhaled hers. Sure. And Sally's had a few bites and says, I'm full. Can I go watch TV? Apparently deathly scared now of sweets because she does not want to uh, gain the weight. Sure. And, now, um, and she leaves, and faster than you can blink, that second one's gone. <laughs> now, if, if I'm not mistaken, in the earlier seasons, didn't Betty give Sally a hard time for being a little a little chunky? Well, I know I know Betty had gotten reprimanded often. Right. As a little girl, but I don't I don't uh, you may be right. I think there may have been some stuff there. I'm just saying. This and is then, uh, this is Sally's chance to to get to get a good shot in. To get a shot in. And yeah. then what do you think of the uh, the closing song? I they always pick great songs, but it, it was a sound of music song, wasn't it? The sixteen going on seventeen. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, I, I didn't know that when it started because I'm not a Sound of Music fan, believe it or not. Uh, but it was, uh, it was good. But and that, and that's it. Oh, there we are. Goodness. I'm exhausted, John. We we took an hour and we're already at an hour and nine minutes. Oh man. Well, you want to open the bag? We'll kind of just get through. Yeah, we got we got a bunch of emails. Uh, we really appreciate it. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll try and and uh, try and hit um, most of them here. We got one from Stacy. Thank you. Um, you know, and of course, most of these are in reference to the previous episode. Oh sure. Uh, but um, you know, we had a debate on Bert's ranch. In a previous episode, any resolution? Yes, it's in Montana. Ah, okay. And uh, she says, normally I'm totally Team John, but Paul, you scored two huge points with me yes. last time. She loved your comment on Trudy's dress and agreed with you on Lane being prejudiced. Thank you. However, she says that your comment on, uh, on uh, Crane wearing a Chewy boa was wrong because Chewy didn't come into existence until the 70s. So, thank, thank you yeah, for yes, nitpicking. Yes. Well done. <laughs> well done. Um, We've also had a couple comments, Paul. That you're getting the you're getting the ice a little too close to the the mic. Yeah, I did it again tonight, everybody. Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. So just something to work on. Um, <laughs> but but uh, so thank you, Stacey. Paul writes in from from Minneapolis. Uh, great to hear the show again. Caught the predictions in our last show. Loves it. Um, he liked uh, several of uh, the predictions. Thought they were answered right in the beginning of the first episode. Um, Got to say the opening scene with the kids. Uh, hard to see if Don was wearing a wedding ring. No wedding ring. I'm not surprised Don's not wearing a wedding ring. Yeah. Are you? No, I'm not surprised. No. Um, and, uh, you know, we got this uh, several times that the Y&R scene with the yes. water bombs, apparently a verbatim uh, action from the newspapers at that time that, yes, they had done this. Y&R actually had somebody throw water in a paper bag on protesters. They came up. And they actually said the lines that were in the in the show. Yes, and they call um, us savages. Apparently, it was actually what they said. Yeah. Now his last point was that he thinks something happened between Joan Jane and Megan uh, with their interactions. Uh, 
I, I'm not I'm not sure about that. I mean, I think I think everybody knows something about Roger and, and Joan. I don't think they've probably hidden that spectacularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as Megan and Joan, I thought that interaction was odd just because Megan didn't want to be next to the baby and Don, not because she had a beef with Joan. Right, because she, she was mad at Don. She just right. didn't want to be around right. Don. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, thank you, Paul. That was great. Uh, we got one from John who predicts uh, that someone at SC, uh, Sterling Cooper is going to possibly drop acid this season. And it's going to be Harry Crane. I think, Harry Crane. I think we know that. Winner, winner. Yeah. I like it. Um, D, are you not, are you UK? Oh, yeah. Listener, she writes in. Is everything still on fire over there? Oh, boy. Come on, man. you got to turn on the news program a little off more. I am not up on current Uh, events. Loved the set and fashion in Don's apartment really well. Uh, Thinks Lane's moral compass went a little astray since he took that uh, girly picture. Well, Uh, yeah, clearly. Joan and her meltdown. Pete Pete throwing his toys out of the... uh, The the pram was very funny. Cannot... uh, she, She can't read our tweets. And we've been having a lot of fun tweeting. But the UK people are a few days behind. Oh, so well, too bad. Don't live yeah. in the UK. I think is the moral of that story. Sorry. <laughs> we got a, a note from Jennifer uh, that says at the party when Megan's waitress friend tells Don that Megan is a good actress. Megan replies, "Not good enough." Is there some foreshadowing there? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. We have another D. So this is we have a D from the UK and D not from the UK. Oh, really? Where's the other D from? She didn't say. Oh, folks, you got it? You should put where you're from on your it, email. It is because, fun for us. Because I love that. I love it. But I thought this was fantastic. So get this. This is Dee's thought. Loves okay. the show. Her prediction. Lane Price starts fudging the firm's numbers for his benefit. Mm. Embezzlement. Yes. Right? With his money problems. <laughs> and then the fact that, you know, uh, Joan runs everything. And, and, some, and I think it was her that was thinking that, you know, even though Lane acted very nice to her during her breakdown, he may be buttering her up to start trying to pull pull this move, and then she'll be the only one that finds out, and it will have to deal with how to do it. I think that's a great a great thought. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a possibility, but I think it would have to come later once Sterling Cooper Draper Cry starts making some more money, because at this point he makes it sound as if they're just making enough to stay afloat. So it's going to be really hard for him to embezzle anything. Like they have to be making a lot of money for him to to hide it. You know what I mean? That's true, but you know, perhaps it's not. You know, he's not embezzling a ton, and then it gets out of control. I, I thought it was an interesting thought. I th- I think it is too. I appreciate your opinion. We uh, <laughs> we get a note from Beth. Thank you very much. She had the same note on the uh, Y and R little scandal, but she also writes that. Um, Clara, the secretary that we met in the first episode, was actually in that uh, that Pond's cold cream group. Remember where they all sat and Dr. Yeah. Faye interviewed like nine? So she's been there. I, I thought she looked familiar. I think oh, that's the right, only right, time right, we'd right. seen her. Yeah, yeah. And then she also says that in South Florida, conversation pits were called sunken living rooms. While that phrase does evoke a pirate theme, it didn't translate to the decor of said sunken room. Um, I, I got I to gotta be honest with you. I like conversation pit better. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is not. It's nothing against you. I'm not calling you kittens. I'm just saying I like <laughs> conversation pit better. Uh, we got we got a, a note from our friend of the show, Phil, in Florida. Hey, Phil. Uh, says uh, he loved the French cabaret. Uh, I had to watch it late because of the DVR. He learns that 
Uh, Don Draper can become a little puppy dog around the right French girl with questionable, a lot of teeth comments. Still looking at her teeth. I mean, I guess I understand we started out that way, but I think I've kind of gotten I've, over it. I've moved past it. I guess yeah. I don't often, I don't often uh, focus on her yeah. teeth anymore. Yeah. Um, he was it's impressed at how uh, he was impressed at how fast Rapey Pete's broken nose healed, considering it was '60s medicine, and uh, found found the Joan emotional baby line a bit boring. Oh, good. Um, yeah. And he says apparently uh, Hugh and I are the only people from Florida who watch the Mad Men show. Hugh, I love it that you're from Florida, buddy. Uh, but he says, I haven't met anybody else that's even seen an episode. Um, well, it is Florida. I'm sorry. It's a, <laughs> it's a prison without walls. What are you going to do? So thanks. Thanks, Phil. Uh, Emily from Orange County writes in, long time listener, first time emailer, huge madman show. Love watching it even more because of the recap. Uh, you guys are good company on the commute. Appreciate the admiration and respect you have for each other, despite your differing personalities and opinions. Your sure. parents raise you good. Oh, all right. Uh, which brings me to the reason of my note. She's worried about us. She was what? worried about the little uh, uh, disagreement we had. This is when you threatened to hurt me physically. Um, <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> about Lane and the taxi scene. She comes to a, a, a nice little compromise saying that we were both right. That, yes, Lane did think the finances may be a part of it. But he also uh, could have seen the cabbie as not trustworthy. And that may... Uh, cause you know that may be a theme throughout the season is Lane wrestling with how far he will allow himself to stray from his morals uh, from how he treats people to you know how he uh, handles the money and uh, also points out as other people have that him dating a black playboy bunny doesn't mean that he's not prejudiced you know he could just be kind of seeing her as an object exactly and she Um, ends with uh, time for a virtual hug across the miles I will not hug Uh, no, I won't do it. Couldn't get away from uh, it. John, uh, I want you to know that I am still ragingly mad about our disagreement. And um, I think the whole thing was, on your part, ridiculously kittens. And I think you're kittens. And I think that uh, most of the stuff you say on this show is kittens. So, uh, there. I said it. You, you said it, and... and, and you're just kittens. Um, we're, we we got uh, we and we got one from Hugh. Hey, Hugh. Uh, he says uh, he says uh, gents. All I can say at this point is zuby zuby zoo. And okay. where the, will there be tea smoking at our meetup? Of course. I don't know about tea smoking, we might have the tea leave reader. She'll cost less. Um, and then uh, also writes in says that you did a great job on the new website. Oh, thank you. But where's the Don's Draper sunglasses photo contest? I'm working on it. That's he's, a, that's a tough one to program. And so this, this was fun. He said, now, if you've if you paid attention to some of the advertisements, Don Draper is voicing Mercedes-Benz commercials. Roger Sterling is voicing Lincoln commercials. So what car brands would pair up with other characters? For okay. example, Joan Holloway Harris, the 59 Cadillac, the one with the big fins. Hey. hey Pete Campbell, the Prius or some other insistently twerpy little sanctimonious car. <laughs> Maybe a Yugo. <laughs> yes. Betty Hofstadt Draper Francis. Uh, the Swiffer. What? And then, and Is that a then, car? No. Hugh says, ha, see what I did there. It's a broom. Damn, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Way to self-congratulate. <laughs> so thank you. And that's well, you, you can go ahead and put a little ribbon on that mailbag. Oh, my goodness. Are we done? We're, well, with that part, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, I think, I think we're just, are we going to, are we going to, okay. We're going well, to tie know, that up. 
Yeah, I just, tie that up. I just, and, as always, want to point out to everybody that um, if you would like to get your your email or your thoughts or your ideas uh, mentioned on the show, um, the best way to do it is to email us at staff at madmenrecap.com. That's staff at madmenrecap.com. And as always, that doesn't just go to John and it doesn't just go to me. It goes to both of us. Now you're saying, Paul, my email's broken. It's in the shop. I understand it happens to the best of us. You can also go to the Facebooks, can't you, John? You can go to Facebook. We're at Mad Men Recap on Facebook. They did their new redesign at the uh, at the beginning of this month. I don't know what I think, but I think for our show, it looks fantastic. Uh, the most recent post, somebody put up a great picture of The Who doing a Heinz Beans photo shoot. I thought that was hysterical. There's been some great links posted on there, some great conversation. Um, so keep it up. And, you know, if, if the Facebook creeps you out a little bit, if you're, it does like, me. It if does you're me, on, John. like, not on the Zuckerberg uh, train, you can always comment through the new and approved madmenrecap.com website. It is true. Madmenrecap.com, folks. Now, here's the thing. Uh, how to get in touch. Like, let's say you really love Dr. John, right? And let's say perhaps you really hate Paul. If you, if you want Dr. John to respond to you, email us or go to the Facebook. If you want to yell at me and maybe get into a shouting match, <laughs> go on the website and leave a comment. Carl, I'm talking to only you now. And or, oh, uh, the Twitter. I police the Twitter like it's my job. And that is just uh, Mad Men Recap. We're at Mad Men Recap. And one last on thing Twitter. before we wrap it up, I have to say that I've never seen this happen before on our iTunes. Oh. We got a comment the other day from a person labeled Victoria Check. Okay. And it said, "Listen to the I've listened to the other Mad Men podcasts and this is my fave. Good job." Okay. And then I checked it the next day and the same person had erased that comment. What? And dropped the stars from five to two, Wait, yelling at you for your ice crunching. Okay, everybody. <laughs> I think we need to relax. Just a little bit. Do I like to have a drink to unwind myself during the show? Of course I do, and I think I deserve it. Why you would strip us of stars for that, I have no idea. What is your pro? Honestly? Honestly? That's what... But we, oh, we've, got, we've gotten several nice comments as well, and we really enjoy... Really, any way that you want to get in touch with us, it's, it's a, a true pleasure. Well, we, 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 do, we do especially love the iTunes reviews because we would like to be the biggest podcast in the world and I I think John yep we're nowhere close <laughs> oh no 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 but I tell you what it's been fun it has been fun we've done it again John great show it was good, good this times. was a lot of fun tonight I really had a great time and I'm looking forward to next week and you know what I'm going to work on for next week yes Betty Peggy Peggy Betty Betty Peggy Peggy Betty Petty, beggy, beggy, petty. Slow it down. You'll get it. Petty, beggy, beggy, petty, 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 petty. All right, pal. Oh, all right. Hey, buddy. We'll talk to you last time. Good night. Bye-bye.